guys. Oh my god, I'm so happy to be back. This is the last episode in this particular series and I cannot wait to turn it up a notch next season. I am, like I said, so incredibly grateful to be here with you. And you know what, guys? Welcome back. This is the official Love and Happiness podcast by your host, Janisha Savage. And I'm super excited because I took about a week off from work and I am loving every moment of waking up, going on day dates with the hubby, um, you know, doing whatever it is that I want to do and that got me thinking that I needed to come on here and freestyle a chat with you guys because there has been so much going on in this past couple weeks that I haven't been able to just get it out so I thought today would be amazing so let's go ahead and jump into this episode of just a free-flowing brain dump I hope you guys are okay with that so I turned 33 September 1st and I was in LA. Um, I have, I have been wanting to go back to LA, um, you know, for a couple of weeks. And so my husband made it happen, which was amazing of him. We stayed at this beautiful hotel on sunset that was like over the top. Um, that I absolutely loved and I had dinner at my favorite restaurant me and Santa Monica and so I am incredibly grateful to be able to see age 33 and also be healthy and happy Um, as we go through life a lot of our peers a lot of our friends a lot of our family members are getting sick and they're passing on it at what we consider early ages or just out of the blue and it's hurtful it's hard and it's not fair at times. Um, While I was on vacation, one of my childhood friends um, for over, I want to say like 20 years or so, um, stated that her brother passed and he was like our brother, my brother. Um, We grew up together, we hang out, we still communicate and things like that. And I just was totally heartbroken that in life we don't spend enough time enjoying it we spend we spend time going to work we spend time if we have children picking up the kids from school doing homework um and we really 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 miss out on hanging out with friends hanging out with friends doing the things that you love getting your nails done your toes done taking a bath washing your hair like we forget all those things that calm our mind down so That got me thinking like, wow, you know, what can I do to help people like me, people who are going through COVID, emotionally bruised at times, and that need just a voice. And so what I did, if those of you who follow me who do not know, I do have a business um, and it is called Love and Happiness. We specialize in self-care, clean candles, and healing. Um, And when I say healing, I mean, I've been on a road of healing for the last seven years and I have been sharing my tips and tricks with everyone about what's most important for me what I do on a weekly basis, how I can manage my stress, how I can manage my anxiety. And I created a few products and I have a few more products that I'm going to release that will help you guys in these very, very anxious times relax. Um, So I got everything from Palo Santo to Sage 
to crystals. I am a crystal fanatic. You guys, if you haven't seen my collection, um, it is growing and growing by the day. I have um, all type of healing crystals from rose quartz to uh, pyrite to um, azurite and everything is geared towards compassion and love and prosperity and drawing money. I have crystals in my purse. Um, I am all about it and I think one of the things that we have to realize is that our ancestors were here they created traditions and we may have lost some traditions but if you really really sit down on the floor and meditate your body will tell you what you need um and i want to encourage you guys to do that also um It's really, really, really interesting to me, the perspective of other people. Um, And I feel like I have been answering questions and I feel like I have been (laughs) sideswiped by a lot of people um, asking me questions that are so abnormal. I'm like, where are y'all getting that that information? So I wanted to kind of just free flow uh, a conversation with you guys so that you guys can understand a few things about me. So number one, (laughs) I get this a lot, um, is do I work? Do I have a job that I go to? Do I clock in for someone else? What, what is it that I do? Right. And so I think that's an unfair question to ask somebody like, what do you do? Because that is pressured or that's insinuating that you're not working or that's insinuating that you're not doing anything with your life, which is fair, which is not fair. So I I need y'all to stop that. Number one. So yes, I am currently employed by an employer. Um, and I also have decided to focus on, um, my influencer journey, but not necessarily the small business route. So talking about small business, talking about my business, uh, I started this podcast to just have a free flow of, you know, self-care, anxiety, tips, tricks, resources, things like that. And then also I have my own blog. So, I started those resources and those tools for myself, actually, just to kind of have somewhere safe um, to talk about, somewhere safe to explore things, and then somewhere safe to to meet other people who are on the same journey as myself. So, um, yeah, hopefully that answers you guys' questions. I mean, no one goes on social media, TikTok, Instagram, or whatever, and say, hey, this is my corporate job. Look at me in my office. Like, people don't do that unless they're a lawyer or a doctor or nurse or something like that so I just need y'all to stop assuming that people on social media don't work or that people on social media can't do both um, because it's unfair to box someone into a category or um you know a limited view of them based on your own insecurities um so that's number one number two I am so sick and tired of people assuming that I am a millionaire girl let me tell you this okay before I met my husband I'm very vocal about these things I don't know why people still keep trying me but um (laughs) I am very vocal about my journey to financial freedom or financial well-being or financial just literacy in general um so there is no I don't know how what to say about this but um I struggled before I met my husband 
me and my husband had a conversation. I let him do a deep dive into my finances and he put me on a plan per se, um, a plan to pay off debt, a plan to get my credit score up, a plan to pay off my car, all these things that I was struggling with before I met him because I was losing my job every few years and just things were just abnormal for me. And that time of my life, I was stressed out. It was just a mess. So long story short, seven years later, I was able to pay off my car. I traded it in. I got my dream car, which is a Tesla. Um, my credit score went up. I had no credit card for like five or six years. I officially got a credit card uh, that was unsecured by the way. Um, with a high, with the highest credit score, highest credit limit that I've had since I began my credit journey when I was like 18 or so. Um, and I'm on financial wellness to become, you know, someone who has investments, a portfolio, businesses, income coming in. So if I hope that kind of answers your questions and I'm really, really vocal about this on social media. So I do have, and I do post investment tips. I do post what companies I'm invested in. I'm not a guru. So don't look at me as such, but if you have questions, general questions, things like that about how to get started and things like that, I will help you as much as I can. But I also think that just self-development in general, um, YouTube is your friend. If you have an employer, they have maybe some classes on financial freedom, things like that. And it's really just um, realizing that you want more out of life. Like, I don't want to be confined to a job. You know what I mean? Like, I want to have enough money coming in where my expenses are covered, where I can still live my so-called lavish lifestyle that people think I live um and um just you know travel and have a good time so um hopefully that answers your questions number three which is a piggyback on the last statement is you know people think that I live a lavish lifestyle and I want to just really deep dive into this really quick and talk about how it's not fair to think or to believe that people of color, black people in general, black women, black men are not um, wealthy or wealthy enough to have luxury things that they didn't scam for. And I think that it's really hard because, you know, now that I have a, a what people deem as a luxury car, you know, people either have changed their conversations around me, have changed their view about me, or now I've hear a lot of, oh, it must be nice. How much did you pay for it? Things like that. And I want you guys to realize that regardless of what you did or didn't learn in your in your younger age or as an adult even up to this conversation that you're listening to me right now if you have placed a plan together or if you are telling yourself I want more out of life than what I grew up in what I true used to believe in or whatever it's up to you to break that mold and I'm gonna just state that and you take it as you may a lot of us struggled as kids. A lot of us struggled as young adults. But there comes a time in your life where you have to stop struggling. Obviously, we still make mistakes financially. We might, you know, run up that damn credit card or whatever. But at the end of the day, your overall plan for your life has to be a grand master plan. 
So for me, I started investing um, early on in my life uh, here and there. Um, I used to work at Nordstrom, so I had Nordstrom stock. Um, I decided to sell Nordstrom stock after I left the company. Um, and that was a good idea for me because it never actually went up higher than um, what I got opted out for. But that led me to believe and then other my career, my corporate career, um, I took classes, web uh, web classes and webinars um, and things like that. And I started to realize that some people plan for their lives and some people just go with the flow and either journey is okay. But I feel like if you have a plan where you have, let's say you're going to get an estate or you have a home um, and you have a will and you have investments and you don't touch them and you don't justify them taking the money out, you over time have more money than the people who are judging you for maybe not going on that vacation with the family or whatever the situation is. So with that being said, if you are not invested in your 401k with your employer match, you probably should be. If you're not invested in the companies that you spend money at weekly and daily, then you probably need to think about having a fractional share, which you can do with um, Cash App or TD or Fidelity. So for example, I love Target. I love Lululemon. I love Tesla. And so before I even owned a Tesla, I owned Tesla stock. And before they joined the S&P, there used to be mad swings where you would put in $20 and then you will be up $60 and things like that. Um, not so much now, but before you did. So I used to maybe put in $20 or $100 a paycheck or something like that. Very small amounts into Cash App. And I used to buy fractional shares of Target, Tesla, Walmart at one point, AMC, like all those companies. And I just let it sit there. Um, and people used to say, you don't need that money. And I'm like, no, because if I needed it, then I wouldn't be able to save for the future. And so I think you need to decide what you want out of life. And I think you need to stop being scared of being able to afford the things that you want truly without having to take things back, without having to not pay your bills. Like, it's still miraculously crazy to me that I have money in the bank every single time I get paid that I didn't use from the last paycheck. And sometimes it's a bit hard, right? Because you're like, oh man, I could just buy those shoes because I have enough in my account. But then you're like, wait, if I spend that now versus spending it later, what will happen or what I, you know what I mean? So you just have to make better decisions. And I think having a partner, having a plan and having a better state of mind, better framework of mind allows you to get to those places that you're dreaming of the last thing is um having children right everyone is asking right when are you gonna have a kid when are you gonna give your husband a baby and i really really hate that statement but i want to answer you guys's questions so for me i was diagnosed with pcos which is a polycystic ovarian syndrome back in 2018 um which uh, if left untreated you cannot have children so since 2008 i've been educating myself on what pcos is what foods trigger it what environmental stressors trigger it and trying to reverse what I can on my own um and so far so good I've been able to reverse it so um reverse it to a certain extent where I have you know uh monthly 
cycles um, and things like that that I had struggled with in the past. And then also, I think it's really important to understand that not every woman wants to have children. Um, When I was raised or when I was younger, a lot of people were like, man, you know, focus on yourself until you make get your husband um, and have children. And that's what I really wanted for a very long time until I was probably in my late 20s. I want to say like 24, 25. I was like, whoo, you know what? Um, I started to see my friends around me have children, their situations around the children, whether they were happy or sad or, you know, divorced or even separated or just struggling. And then, you know, I thought back to my childhood, my parents split at a very young age and a lot of things were not healthy around children. Not that I despise children or anything like that, but we have to be realistic with ourselves and realistic with what we want out of life. And so for me, I decided that, you know what? I think if we ever had children or if I ever had children, I would probably adopt or if I had nieces and nephews that I would take a more form formal role with them to kind of decide if I really wanted to have children or not. And so now I am 33, <laughs> right? The time is ticking to 20 uh, to 20, the 35, right? But obviously in my life, I feel like, you know, there's a lot more that, that I want to accomplish before I have children. And I think that if people will really understand themselves and love themselves and stop trying to fit the necessary mold or the stereotypical mold of everyone else and what they want around them, then I think a lot more people would do the things that they want to do. So, I said all that to say, stop asking me when I'm having children. If I tell you that I'm not having kids or that I do want, I don't want any children, just respect that for myself. If you want to have kids, if you have a kid and I send a gift, then that's up to you. Um, and that's your decision that you've made. But just allow women to decide what they want to do with their bodies, regardless if they're married or they're single. Um, and just, you know, just mind your damn business. <laughs> so I hope that you understand me a little bit more um, and that, you know, you do take a moment to think about the things that you want to do in your own life. Um, and then you also take a moment before you judge other people and you kind of look at the the relationship and make sure that you're not being um, a Debbie Downer or you're not pushing your insecurities off on them. Until next time, until next season, you guys, it has been a pleasure. Thank you guys for tuning in for so many episodes of Love and Happiness, the uh, self-love, self-care, self-journey podcast. I am so excited for the next season. And until next time, we'll talk to you soon.